from the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. It's the Tiny House Podcast. I'm Perry. I'm Michelle. And this is Mark on headphones. And I'm spitting all over the place, but I'm feeling a lot better about my cold. Yay. That was the best clap we've had in it was. a long it was like time. Totally synchronized. We're like on it. <laughs> yeah, usually we are way, way off. Yeah, I wonder if like because we're it. we're not doing our standard recording session. Maybe we're, we're more awake than normal because yeah. of all the extenuous efforts it took to get here this yes, morning. Yes, exactly. So it's a Friday at eight in the morning. We usually record on a Wednesday at nine in the morning. And we are off site or on site, however you want to look at it. It's my favorite. What is your favorite? Offsite? I, I do like offsite interviews. Oh, you do? I really? Like, yeah, I you do. Like I like remotes? Yeah, I do. Well, I like going <clears throat> different places I've never been and and meeting people I've never met, although I've already met these lovely ladies and these these uh, lovely This gentlemen. one gentleman. <laughs> Sometimes my segues are a little... Are a little <laughs> well, let's just jump right into it. Here we are at Tiny House Digs, the second tiny house hotel in Portland. And we're here with the owners who are going to introduce themselves themselves because I freaking suck at names and I'm not going to get all three of them in a row, let alone one. Oh, you barely you, get one. Exactly. And you don't have your laptop in front of you. Exactly. Totally so I can't cheap. refer. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, I'll just have to repeat in in my mind. What are the name? What are the name? Okay, <laughs> let's have it. Who are these people? Uh, good morning. I'm Bruce Westra. I'm the uh, one of the partners of Tiny Digs uh, and the builder and. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Yay. Bruce. Welcome, Bruce. I'll think Bruce, Bruce Lee. Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Okay. Bruce Almighty. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah that's Good morning. I'm Allison Meyer, one of the owners of Tiny Jigs, and happy to be here this morning doing something a little different. Alice. Yay, Allison. Allison. Dang it, because I was going to say Alice Cooper. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Allison and... Allison and Bruce. Okay. John Kitzhaber. <laughs> he, does, he does look like he John does. Kitzhaber. <laughs> I've heard that before, and I don't agree. <laughs> so on the list of things we can't talk about today. Exactly. <laughs> and we have... Pam Westra, Bruce's wife, and the other oh. co-owner of Tiny Digs Hotel Portland. Nice. And we're very excited to be here on the podcast this nice. morning. Yeah. So Allison, Bruce, and... Dang it. Pam. Pam. My wife's name, God damn it. Come on. Yeah. So Allison, Jeez. Bruce, and Pam. Allison, Bruce, and Pam. So um, how did this come about, this Tiny House Digs Hotel? I'm going to direct the to question Pam? to Pam okay, and Allison Pam. first. Okay, Pam, you're on. How did it come about? Yep. Well, we um, were traveling in RVs, Allison and I and Bruce and um, Allison's partner, Lynn. And we met in Kentucky three years ago? Three years ago. And as we were RVing around the U.S., all of us saying, what's next, what's next in our lives? And um, we met, but we had no formal plans three years ago. But two years ago, I went I want to get in on this tiny house movement somehow or other and started doing a lot of research because I've enjoyed 
sharing on Facebook and other methods on the internet of all the tiny house stuff that's out there for years now. And um, so we came up with this idea and landed here in Portland about a year and a half ago. And I said, hmm, I wonder if those girls that we met in the RV are here or not in Portland. They said they might land in Portland when they got done RVing. And lo and behold, after not being in contact with each other for a couple years, um, they were here. And we sat down at a picnic one day and I said, here's my idea. And they were thinking of hospitality, uh, B&B, or a restaurant. And um, so after several meetings, we came together as partners. And Where are you from, Pam? I'm from Michigan. I figured. So. The way you said restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what were you guys doing, What Pam and, and Bruce, what were you doing before this? Were you re Are you retired or? Yeah. Yeah, we retired. We, um, by trade, I'm a chiropractor. Okay. And... Uh, after doing that for 20 plus years, we wanted a change. And so we sold the practice, sold the house, sold the farm. This was in Michigan? In Michigan. Mm -hmm. And uh, bought an RV, a bus, and went on the road. And we did that for seven years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And traveled all over the U.S. Wow. Uh, went different countries and whatnot had a lot of fun but always looking for like Pam said the next thing mm -hmm. and we always knew or I always felt myself I think Pam did too that somewhere we would meet someone or people that we would eventually uh, form some kind of a, a business or find the next thing and in Kentucky, we did. Little did we know, until my son, who lives here in Portland, oh. said, "Dad, Mom, you guys are just traveling around. Why don't you come to Portland?" And we did. And then, as Pam said, we hooked up with Lynn and Allison, and uh, kind of formulated the partnership. And the other fun out. thing about this—I mean, the irony is. Um, layered and layered and layered <laughs> in this whole project time and time again um it just felt it feels so serendipitous mm. um when we were traveling on the road we were keeping a blog and the name of that blog was chasing what's next and so to hear pam use that language we were searching for what's next well that's what we were doing and that's why we named the blog chasing what's next um and as Bruce just said, we found it and didn't know it until two years later when Pam called and said, Hey, where are you? Are you in Portland? What were you what were you doing on the road at that time? Were you guys retired? Or? Yeah, we oh, wow. pre retirement we call it. You know, your, your your first round of retirement. Um and we had quit the big jobs and sold the house and bought an R V and traveled around the United States going to national parks and trying to find what we wanted. And and we knew it was going to be in hospitality. We just didn't know where. Now how long on how long were you on the road for? A year and a half. Oh, interesting. So you said that that y'all had a picnic. Um, that was that was the two year ago mark, right? So to put something like this from from conception or inception, I guess you would call it, to to 
to work. So we're in the we're in one of the houses of the Tiny Digs Hotel. There the are one. there are six of them here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. What you, I can't count. Six. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get extra points. Um, we're in one of them called the Barn. There are five others. So this is this was not a small undertaking, building these houses, designing these Financing houses, them. sourcing the materials. Yeah. So um, so that was two years ago. Um, that's pretty fast. That's pretty impressive. It was there. Was there a specific timeline you wanted to meet? What meet? Was there a reason why you really pushed yourself that aggressively? Well, I think we're all Type A personalities, and <laughs> yes. um, no wonder yeah. we get along so well. <laughs> Overachievers, high expectations—the yes. um, yes. perfect combination for hospitality. <laughs> um, but it was only a year ago that we sat down and had our first meeting, and said wow, this sounds like a good idea. Let's do this. Let's meet again in a week. Hmm. And our second meeting, we went to Iron Eagle Trailers and walked around the lot and kicked the tires and checked for squareness and said, okay, how many do we want to buy? Wow. <laughs> and we agreed on a number and we bought trailers the yeah. next day. And that's what started the process. Did you have the site? Nope. By then? No. We didn't know. How did you come across the site? We didn't know where we were going to build. We didn't know exactly what we were going to build. We didn't know where they were going to land, but we jumped in. Wow. That's my kind of business plan right there. Yeah. yeah. How, how did you come across this site? Um, hours and hours and hours of driving across Portland looking for a flat, open space that was paved with a fence. The city required paved. We wouldn't have chosen that, but... Um, they also required a fenced lot, hmm. and so we were looking for that so to keep our expenses a little lower in the inception mm-hmm. part of all our infrastructure mm-hmm. improvements that we had to do. So we came across this. What is this zoned as? Commercial. Commercial. Yep. Okay. So tiny house people are generally divided between two different categories. There's what we call the build and pray, and then there's those that <laughs> pray to build. So I, I can certainly appreciate that about, I did the same thing. <clears throat> Um, my house was three quarters of the way built before I even stepped foot in one. Um, I just knew that was what I was going to do and just charged for it. So also Mark is an entrepreneur, so we certainly appreciate the faith, the passion, and that drive. Like he said, it's a favorite business model. Let's just do this thing. Yes. Yeah, we, we started in my friend's driveway, and our shop was our cargo trailer. So every morning we would unload the tools, <laughs> set up <laughs> under a tent. Right. Get the chop saw going, whatever, table saw, build at night, put everything away, huh. move the tent back in the guy's driveway. Throw <laughs> <laughs> his wife crazy. <laughs> so, so Bruce, it, it, you, you mentioned having a farm. I don't know if you were being facetious when you said that, when you sold the farm. You did, we okay. Did Is that where you get your construction um, background from? Being a chiropractor, it doesn't seem like that would kind of... Yeah, I get that. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, really, I grew up in the trades. My dad was a builder. Uh-huh. And so until my mid-late mid, mid late 20s, I worked as a carpenter. And in the Army, I was uh, in engineers. Oh, okay. So I kept my hands in, so to speak. And then chiropractic is extremely hands-on, mm-hmm. as you probably know. And, and so it's been a natural progression. And Pam and I have always enjoyed doing uh, building projects together. We built our house and we hmm. remodeled things and um, helped other people do projects. <laughs> and so it's been a lifelong love of, of building and woodworking. And um, now 
um, I brought my son Kevin in as my building partner and really he's all the muscle I mean you <laughs> young buck yeah. he's, he's like 29 okay. yeah. so he's, he's our, our you know, I couldn't do it without him and uh, hats off to Kevin is he working full time with you yes what was he doing before that he was also working as a carpenter oh he was yeah, okay. in the area but he's he's like so eclectic he's been a glass blower mm. um, a cook a cook. Portlander. As you say. Does he ride a unicycle? A he, he juggles. Oh he juggles. There we go. So, he's quite balls the of artist. fire. Yeah. He's quite very the artistic, artist. a very free thinker. Mm -hmm. and, um, but at the same time, we, we utilize each other's strengths and, and uh, try to minimize our weaknesses and have a good partnership. And, how, how, if at all, did the the, the tiny house um, hotel on Alberta affect or influence what you were what you did what you did here? Very much. Um, we came to visit Kevin when we were traveling about, and a couple of years ago we came to visit Kevin and actually stayed at Caravan. Oh. And and said this is great. We love this. And then uh, even spoke to Deb and Cole. Mm -hmm. Little did they know that what <laughs> <laughs> was a Bruin. Yeah. But just you know to get a feel of of how they were as people and um, their ideas and whatnot. And um, then Pam uh, saw some interview or something that mm -hmm. Deb had done with. I'm not quite sure. I'm not who. sure who it was that she did the interview and she, with. And she it's said only that, done like ten thousand or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> on this particular one, she said, "Yeah, we have no desire to expand or start another one or hmm. do anything different." And so that kind of said, "Hmm, hmm. the door is open mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. and so let's consider this." And then we moved to Portland, and Pam was doing all of the legwork and. And I was kind of sitting back and going, where is this going to take us and what shape is it going to be? And so one morning uh, she goes, so Bruce, are you in or are you out? <laughs> <laughs> so when your, wife asks you, yeah, when your wife asks you that question, there's only one answer. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm in. Both feet, plug your nose, jump in, head first. And so um, you, you opened full? Did you open full? Did you open and then immediately become full occupants wise? We opened and we're probably two thirds started out. Yeah, half, our weekends have been totally full mm -hmm. um, since we've opened. Um, we feel very fortunate for all the press that we've received and mm -hmm. um, feel very fortunate and blessed to have that. And uh, so that's helped keep us full on the weekends and during the week. We're about half full during the week too. Nice. So. One of the things that's really unique about this space, as opposed to the caravan, um, is the caravan hotel, actually, the houses were built by several different builders. Mm -hmm. um, they each have a unique personality. Um, all of these houses, Bruce, as I understand it, all these houses were built by you, and yet you still maintain that sort of every one of them has a different personality or different theme. That really takes a designer's mind. I know you said your son was a, was a, a creative artist type and, and you're sort of identified yourself as a carpenter, but looking at these spaces, looking at the architecture, you have, well, you are also an engineer. So tell us a little bit about that design process um, and why you decided not to make 
a bunch of the houses that look the same but were different color. Because that would have been easier and faster and cheaper, by the way. Sure. That is true. All that's true. Except and I actually had a builder tell me that I was we were crazy for doing all these individual hmm. themed, uh, very different, unique units yeah. that, what what was I thinking? It would just be easier just to paint them each a different color and go with out of the box. Same, <laughs> That's what I think I'm same, do. <laughs> same, same on all of them. And I said, no, that that wasn't the idea of it. Yeah. We we wanted to incorporate different themes. In fact, one of our first meetings, as Allison probably remembers, is making a list of all the different styles mm. that we wanted. So we had about 20, 20, 20, mm -hmm. oh, wow. 20 yeah. different ones. And one of the things that I think also makes us unique is that we liked to believe or hope or, or offer a place of inspiration. So as people mm -hmm. come and are considering building, they can look around at the different materials used, the different roof lines, the different layouts, and, and sort of try it on for size and think, well, would that work with what I'm trying to create? Okay, maybe not so much, but let me go over to the bamboo and see how they laid this out or what materials they used. So um, all of that to say that the cookie cut cutter model um, doesn't really provide that level of inspiration that we were hoping to, to offer guests. And you're six on the way to how many here? 12, 13. 12 to 13. 12 to 13 on this site, wow. Mm -hmm. All different designs. Yep. Yes. Yep. What's the, what you looking forward to building next? We're going to build the office. The office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's the like, tiny office. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why have an office? You know, let's just have a business and no office. <laughs> let's just run it out of our cars. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need an office. So yeah. that's what we're going to do next. Okay. But I want to return a little bit about the the building process so do I. Mm -hmm. and the individuality yeah. <clears throat> and part of that was we all are so creative individually but as a group we're like 10 times mm. the power of that mm -hmm. because like for instance Pam would say well I want to build um, an Asian style house and then boom we all focus on that and say, okay, well, what do you want to put in it? You know, Tanzu steps, bamboo, round windows, what kind of floor? And so we all start problem solving those things. And as a builder, I will say that uh, having that drive behind you really pushes you to, to explore different materials mm -hmm. and how to put different materials together mm -hmm. so that you get a functional unit when you're done. And that really, um, was one of my enjoyable things was because I wanted to be the best tiny home builder that I could be. And, and with these ladies behind me, it was really like... <laughs> yeah. know, they were like, you game. better be. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that, um, that I think is unique about how we've set up our business is, uh, and this is sort of behind the scenes, is that one partner owned, if you will, quotes, the inception to finish process. So for example, I owned the one that we're in right now, the barn. I envisioned it, I laid it out, I worked with Bruce to problem solve, and then raised the white flag when I needed help, <laughs> um, and decorated it, and 
what that did was that provided me with the knowledge of the whole process. Uh, yeah. So as we go to embark on the next one that I'm going to design, I'll have a lot more knowledge and understanding of the process. And so it's not just me being creative and kicking things over to Bruce and him having to figure out how to solve. Well, we don't have the extra six inches that you wanted for the blank. Mm. Um, let's solve this How together. Blankety blank blank. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's that would be the table <laughs> that um, was, so, was a, a challenge, but you know, Bruce is committed to seeing it through and um, there it is. And so it's a piece of art that transforms into a table. Nice. So, you, so, sorry, go ahead. you see that design on the internet all the time, but mm. they don't tell you what hardware to use, yeah. how the legs yeah. are going to yeah. stay up on the floor, mm -hmm. and nobody's going to kick them out from under it. Mm -hmm. And so it was it was a months of thinking through that. That was a, a project that got done kind of at the end of our, um, this house was done for a while. So, so the, so you, I think Allison said you guys met for the first time to talk <laughs> about the project a year ago. Is mm -hmm. that right? That's correct. So how, how long does it take you to build a tiny house? Um, <laughs> they're, like, they're coaching Bruce. Is it one? Is it two? Yeah. Is it ten? <laughs> well, <clears throat> starts with. <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> no commitments. So, is this like secret sauce? Is is? Well, let me put it this way. Okay. We, we 12 really, divided by 6 is 2. We yeah. really pushed the limits on some of them because we <clears throat> well. had the commitment to open with six tinies when we opened the business in September. Mm. And so we really pushed the envelope on several of them to get it done. And I would not want to go through that process again mm. because we did do some, a couple of them in six weeks, mm -hmm. which in the tiny house world, that sounds crazy. No, it doesn't sound crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> um, about but that. one of them took four months because mm. when we first started, we were still looking for a space and it was like build it and they will come kind of thing, but we were hesitant. So we took more time building the first one. And of course it was the first one. By the time we got down to the third one and we were putting the floor joists in, um, boom -bidi boom you know, before it took the whole day to put them in. The next two, three times, it got down to a couple hours mm. to, to where we had the right. subfloor all in. Mm -hmm. So, and we remember got the, faster. the part of Bruce's story where he said he had to pull the tools out, right. set them up, mm -hmm. put them away at night, like all that took time. So, and yeah. then we moved our shop <coughs> so that we could get out of the front yard of the friends, the friends <laughs> yeah, and go to an official place. So that took we had a shop a week mm -hmm. to move everything. So there were a lot of things happening that impacted the build time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you said, you know, twelve divided by six is two, and so when you take four on the first one, four months on the first one. It kind of forces you yeah, to exactly. shift right. the time frame on the others, mm -hmm. and um, but in the interest of total transparency, I only built five of these. I didn't build all six. We bought one. Oh, and so that was a little bit of pressure off. Mm -hmm. So a local builder, uh, a guy in Salem. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Local enough. Well, Allison. Allison already. Uh, answered the question I was going to ask and that comes down to actual ownership like 
who has the final decision. I, collaboration, collaboration has a lot of power. Um, and so you, you touched on that about how motivating and, and how great it was to collaborate as a team. But when it comes down to who gets to make the final decisions, I think, Allison, if I understand correctly, each one of you either adopts or designs, and then that is your decision within the design limitations of the physical space, mm -hmm. that it, then you are then the, the decision maker for that design or that particular one? That's correct. Okay. Yep. Within yep. the realms of common sense. Common sense. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we all know that common sense is anything but common. So. No, there's, you know, physics comes into play. Yeah, right? yeah. You, yeah, you can't have that many space. windows in such a little space. That's how a tiny house is made of gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, tiny houses, when you talk about building, designing, building, uh, uh, designing, and, and you soon realize that it's a trade-off. If you want to have something that takes up two feet, you got to give up two feet of something else. Mm -hmm. So it's always a trade-off between what one would like and what fits. Right, yeah. So. And that magic piece that you bought off the internet that you forgot <laughs> to read the specifications for? <laughs> warning, warning, warning. <laughs> Buyer beware. Read the fine print. Read, and that's what we very quickly learned it, because we did need to source some things that weren't locally, um, that specifications is, um, is key and you have to understand and then take that measurement and go to the house mm -hmm. and make sure that it fits and then when the sink arrives and that was an inside <laughs> measurement not an outside measurement and now your couch doesn't fit <laughs> hmm what are you gonna do <laughs> that really is unique to building tiny houses i mean mm -hmm. it's literally every square inch so so i'm not going to ask you how how much each one individually costs that but I will ask you, how did it work out on budget? Were you surprisingly over budget on everyone? Did it get did it get easier as you went along? How how did you manage the budget? Was it each house had its own? Talk a little bit about the the, the money management up front. Uh, each house uh, we had a, a budget. Okay. And some of them were under budget, mm. and some of them were a little bit more than budget. On the whole, it's worked out pretty well mm -hmm. budget wise. Right. Uh, because we tried to, we actually tried to stay in budget. You know, we didn't, we didn't approach this like, oh, cost is no object. Right. You know, we tried to remain businesslike about it, no matter what we wanted to do in the house. We, one person could say, <laughs> well, I want to do this, and then the other three would look at them like, yeah, well, maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but and it, and it was cool because, I don't think. Other than temporary, you know, upsets maybe a little bit. No one really got bent out of shape about. I mean, we never had a real knockdown, dragout fight. Um, we never, you know, left a meeting not speaking with each other. It, it was really cool how it all worked out. It's really interesting too because you don't know each other that well. We know each other a whole lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> lucky we kind of you know <laughs> really got married on the second date yeah, it's yeah. Like a second yeah. Wedding kind of situation. and it's been so amazing we like I said earlier we just feel so blessed in this whole process because we complement each other's skills and talents um, with Lynn and Allison being younger than Bruce and I they grew up in the corporate world in a lot more computer savvy environment 
So they do a lot of that background uh, for us in our group. And Bruce and I and Kevin um, do so much of the hands-on stuff of the actual building. Um, not that Lynn and Allison don't do that stuff because they do come down and help with some of it, like these beautiful flower boxes out here. They, that was their whole creation and, and job for the last few weeks of our builds. Um, but it's just been a, a miraculous thing of how all our talents and skills have intermeshed and worked out and made this whole business process come about. Um, because part of the, the internet stuff and the money finance stuff, Bruce and I, that wasn't a love of ours. I mean, it was a necessity of our old business um, mm -hmm. when we owned a wellness center. It was a necessity to deal with that. What was in a love of ours? Lynn and Allison, they have a talent and a flair for that. So that's kind of their baby behind the scenes of doing all that stuff for us. And I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So I recently discovered Sarah Murphy's Tiny House Hotelier website. And she actually sent me um, the spreadsheet, the return on investment spreadsheet. And just in, in, in a cursory glance, actually, I was really surprised at how complex it is, right? I mean, you start out and you go, okay, it's this much per night and you got this many houses. But I was really surprised in her spreadsheet about all the little things and how often do you have to replace the towels and, and which of the little accoutrements are you going to provide and which are you not? Um, mm -hmm. And those types of things. So is there anything that surprises you about this space so far? Anything that was really like, the standout aha moment. Oh my God, we didn't think of that till five minutes before the gates open thing. Can I say it? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Go for uh, it. The big aha for me was um, how to keep white linens white <laughs> yeah. in the Northwest, in the rain, in the wet. Um, I don't know if that's what you were thinking I was gonna say, but uh, we decided early on to do, you know, luxurious linens. Uh, towels, bedding, whatnot, and we had this great idea to do white because they're interchangeable. <laughs> right. And then you don't have right. to have beach right. linens and right. bamboo linens. <laughs> right. Right. They they all can cross yeah. over, um, and it made perfect sense to me because then if there's stain issues, bleach is the magic answer. Um, and we just had a meeting the other night, and we probably spent twenty to thirty minutes talking about. <laughs> Laundry, laundry. And, <laughs> and I sort of at the end put my head in my hands and said I never thought we'd be spending this much time and energy discussing laundry um, but we have great partners here uh, spin laundry has been amazing at problem solving with us and the manufacturer has been really helpful and the manufacturer heads cleaning scientist guys gonna get together with spin cleaning person and put their heads together but um, we haven't solved that yet so if I had it to do over again which is one of my favorite questions to ask anybody <laughs> in an interview in a project in a just get to know you discussion you know I we used to ask that about people who were traveling on the road a lot if you had it to do over differently what would what would, if you had it to do over again what would you do differently I wouldn't buy wine <laughs> but but so let's talk about that for a minute. Because if you buy any other color, you can't bleach them. Right. right. That's right. And, so and this is not bleach these either. And they fade. <laughs> and so, you can't um, bleach the white ones? 
No. So that, that's no. we're, just, we're, yes. we're doing yeah. environmentally <clears throat> friendly laundry. That's why we went with spin, and they're very environmentally conscious. And so in our minds, we thought, oh, you know, if we got a bad stain, we could just add a little bleach to that load. Mm -hmm. But um, that's not part of the process. From the manufacturer said of the linen said no, you know, uh -huh. don't use bleach. It's horrible for it. Spin doesn't use bleach, uh -huh. um, and we found out it doesn't make any difference anyhow because we did take a load home and use bleach on a load to see, hey, can we get these stains out or not? Um, but the manufacturer's been really great. They're gonna. Um, I just have to ask, <laughs> what are the stains? What a bunch of filthy. Ma it's makeup. Makeup. Oh, makeup. Oh, Women's makeup <laughs> and pillowcases. Yeah. Well, oh even oh, towel. The bath towels. Yeah. It's like somebody took the bath towel one night and uh -oh. just like did this whole pancake job. You could see their whole face on the bath towel. It reminds me of... The Shroud of Turin. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Life is a box of chocolates. That? Forrest yeah. Gump, right? Yeah. When he's running and he comes up with the, the smiley face and the muddy t-shirt. Um, and I think we've, you know, had some coffee and some tea spillage and, th you know, those are normal things. We offer makeup removers in all of the units. Oh, yeah. Why do you use them? <laughs> How do you subtly get that message yeah. across? Put it on top Stop of the towel. <laughs> you do. We set it right on top of the, the washcloth. It's this package of nice makeup remover things, like wet wipe things. It but is it's interesting you said that because I literally noticed and I went, I have never seen that in a hotel before where they actually provide you with a little like, Oh, really? Yeah, makeup remover. Yeah, yeah, it's right oh, in here. here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right I actually thought that when I looked at it, like... Uh, so, so I just aired our dirty laundry. <laughs> 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 that was a good one. Yeah. Nice, nice So we're going to put you on the short list for fill-in. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, her comment about bleach uh, actually kind of goes with our philosophy of the hotel, too. As you look around, you see there are no microwaves yeah. in any of the units. Um, there are no TVs. Mm. There are no phones. Uh, because we want to be like more natural, more simple, um, kind of away from the normal house type thing. It's a whole different thing. And so we don't want people to come here and, I mean, they can watch TV at home. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they can use a microwave at home. But personally, we don't think that anyone should use microwaves yeah. because they are horrible for your food. And um, I just had this discussion with my boyfriend <clears throat> the other day. Same thing, designing my next tiny house. Where are you going to put the microwave? I'm not going to have one. Why not? Because they're icky and I don't use them. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, we just had that discussion the other day. They're Destroys really bad. the nutrients yeah, in your food. Does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So we chose not to have that. So I wanted to, to dig a little more into who you all Digs. are. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I wasn't intended at all. That's funny because um, some clients that just left, they came here because their last name is Diggs. Oh my God. They said, so how did you come up with the name Tiny Diggs Hotel? Were some of you, did was your last name Diggs? 
And I said, no, but I did notice on the reservation that yours was Diggs. And they said, yeah, that's why we came here and stayed. Funny. Well, now I have to ask a different question. So uh, of the people who are, you, I presume you interact with your, your guests, mm -hmm. how many of the people that come here are, are coming here because they want to try on the tiny house living experience? And then how many of them are just like tourists wanting to see Portland? If I had to guess, because I don't, you know, personally don't interact with everyone, although we compare notes and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, pretty much daily with what's going on here, I would say it's probably 50-50. 50% are just um, here in Portland and need a hotel room, and they've chosen us. Um, and probably 50% are thinking about, always curious, you know, wondered what it would be like and have the, you know, tiny interest mindset. Um, I find not that they're not, a lot of them say, well, I don't think I could, do this myself, live in one full time. Mm -hmm. But I just love those shows on TV. <laughs> and yeah. we just love the tiny house movement. And we just wanted to see what it would be like to stay in one. We'd like one in our backyard, maybe, um, or do the Airbnb thing. Um, but the, there was a young lady here last night. She was a junior in high school. And she was just giddy when she walked through the oh gates because her dad brought her here. And oh. then last weekend we had a couple up from um, San Diego, I believe it was. Um, the husband didn't tell the wife where they were going for her birthday. And this was a total surprise. Oh. And she was a tiny enthusiast and she was just giddy. And I just feel so fortunate to have been able to check those guests in because that's, it's, they share that love and passion mm -hmm. that we do, and it was just such a fun experience to yeah. have people like that. And when they walk in, and, <clears throat> and you open the door, and they walk in, and you can just see their eyes, you know, get big, and mm -hmm. look around and go, and you hear, wow, you know, that <laughs> really makes it worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For as much um, negativity, I mean, there's, when I first started my build, well, when you first started your build in 2014, there were no television shows about tiny houses. Now there are seven of them and three more currently in production. Wow. So the tiny house television shows have definitely spurred, you know, the interest to the general consumer <laughs> level. Um, but they've also got a lot of negativity associated with, oh, those houses aren't real and they're huge and, and where are you going to put them and so forth. So do you also have people asking questions like comparing what you're building and what you're doing to the television shows and... And uh, do you get it? Do you find you, you have any cynics that show up? And and uh, from that perspective, any cynics yet? Not cynics in the sense of this isn't real. Okay. Um, I've had a, a number of usually guys about my age, <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen of a certain age, <laughs> that will come up to me and go, "Well, I would have done it." This way, I would, oh. you know, oh, yeah. you did it all wrong. <laughs> but they're not being cynical; they're just being themselves, and, and I appreciate that. Yes, you know, I appreciate that. I think one of the the opportunities that all tiny enthusiasts, um, the opportunity is to share education, and um, beyond how to build, how to design. Where, what happens after that um, and where where it's going to where it's going to land 
Um, how are you going to get electric to it? What's your sewer solution? You know, I think it's easy to get stuck in the creation and making it cute and envisioning, you know, yourself in it. But um, the, the challenge, as many of us know, is what to do with it after that. We're lucky in that, um, you know, we got to put them here and set this up as a hotel and the city was receptive and the people are receptive. And um, so we have solved that problem. But individually, when people build tinies, um, it, it's not a straightforward path to just pulling up your tiny and turning the lights on. Right. It's complicated. I can't believe we made it all the way through this entire interview and we didn't talk about poop. <laughs> well, I was going to go there because that's a common question. We have a, we're in the Kearns neighborhood here and we have a lot of walk-by traffic and people talk to us um, out at the gate and stuff all the time and they go, do you have those composting toilets in there? How are you hooked up? What is, how does that work? How, no, no, we have regular flush toilets mm. in our units um, hooked up to city water, city sewer, and um, regular showers. Um, we don't have composting toilets. That would be way too complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's really maintenance. It would be a very high maintenance scenario. Yes, that's definitely. for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. So, um, so what's next? You're, you're building out. You said you got about 13 probably. So what's the mm -hmm. timeline? Next month, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, say it. You don't disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree with it. That's one of Bruce's favorite sayings to Allison when she's creating things. Pushing the boundaries. Uh. He'll, he'll start by saying, I don't disagree. And that tells me, okay, backpedal. <laughs> Think, understand where he's coming from, meet in the middle, oh. and we always do. Oh, we always that's do. So, that's so sweet. So, um, uh, let me quick, real quick, of the ones that are remaining, do you have design concepts for all of them, or are they still in development? Um, we have ideas for okay. the themes. Um, we have not committed to which one will be next after the tiny office. Um, I think we're sort of exhaling right now mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. trying to focus on operations and make sure that our existing and current and future guests needs are met and hopefully exceeded. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the holidays are coming up. So we're going to take a little downtime there and then start on the tiny office, which will take you do the math um, <laughs> in terms of timeline. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, we should be able to, to start raising the walls again on another one very cool yep. Nice. Yeah. yep well thank you so much for being with us today it's been lovely being here with you um yeah. would love to get it to it but i'm yeah. not going to be able to um, a couple of them we didn't have guests in last night this one for one and then another one across the way but i've seen some people leave so, yeah, so we, i think we might be able to yeah. peek in oh, <laughs> oh, so what's your website strong. what's your website do a little uh, shout out yep. here website phone number what how do you how do people get in touch with you to make reservations tinydigshotel.com or 503-406-2944.
All right, and uh, next week, who are we talking about next oh, week? Oh, I don't have my yeah, notes. I don't remember. We're booked out we're through booked the end of the year. Stay tuned for another great episode on Tiny House Podcast. Well, we'd love to have you guys back and... You know, maybe we'll have coffee in the office next time. Hey, that yeah. sounds great to us. Alcohol. Alcohol. With, with alcohol. the little alcohol Baileys in the coffee. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Much faster. Okay. If alcohol is in right. Okay. You hear that? Okay. Right. Right. It's a promise. Tune in I do next not disagree week. with that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. See ya, listeners. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya, Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if you remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Main. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon. 